You're listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joyside. I'm Rachel Winchester. Every so often, Carol loves to share what she's been reading, and lately she's been reading a lot of history as she's put together our brand new American History handout. It is available at all of our 2024 seminars this year, and the full schedule is now up on our website. We just announced our Dallas date and a webinar that we're doing in June. So go check it out at homeschoolmadesimple.net forward slash seminars. And don't worry about feverishly writing down book titles and authors as you listen to this episode, because the full list is available on our website and you can find the link in the show notes. So without further ado, here is Carol with what's on her nightstand. Listen in. I've been reading a lot this past few months, and I thought it was time for us to share a little bit about what is on my nightstand. So welcome to my dining room table. I'm buried alive here, and let's share some of these books. First, I want to talk about a theme that seems to be developing. I've just read, it looks like, five books on World War II, one of my very favorite subjects and a a period of history that I never tire of studying. So it all started with a little book called Snow Treasure. It's by a woman named Marie McSwiggin, and it's a true story. It takes place in Norway when the Nazis were occupying the country of Norway, the Norwegian people took their Norwegian, like the treasury of their country, their, their country's gold, and they hid it from the Nazis, knowing that if they found it, they would use it for the war effort against the free people of the world. And they, in, they got involved with some children there in a little coastal town in Norway in 1942, I believe it was, and they asked the children if they could put the gold on their sleds, their little toboggans, their little wooden sleds. And the children each day would, would you know, swoosh right past the, the Gestapo soldiers. And they just looked so innocent and so pure and childlike. And the children were so brave. And they would do it right under the German soldiers' vision without ever being stopped and they hid the gold in a cave down at the seashore and then one of their I think uncles um, was a fisherman and he put the gold in his ship and he took it to the United States for safekeeping until the war was over and it's just a beautifully written little book Snow Treasure by Marie McSwiggin. And then another book where children are very much the heroes um, is a little book by Claire Hutchett Bishop, and it's called 20 and 10, 20 and 10, and it's illustrated by William Pinay Dubois, who himself is a favorite um, author. And it is also based on a true story about some nuns in France when the Germans were occupying France. Someone asked the nuns if she would hide 20 French children. And um, she said, wow, let me really think about that and pray about it. And she knew that it was the right thing to do. And so she gathered all the children in her little school, and a little bit like a boarding school, and she asked them 
if they would take this on and that they may never, never, never tell that the other children in their school were Jewish refugee children. And again, it's a true story and of how brave the children were and how they were creative and smart and um, hid those children and no one was ever discovered. And it's, it's a wonderful story. And it's also empowering for our kids to learn about other children that have done really hard things and have been brave and have had character and integrity and really have laid their lives down, which is probably the case. They probably would have been killed for, for hiding those children, but they never questioned it, and they, it, they kind of made it a game. They had fun with it, and um, the Lord protected those, those little ones. And then a book that has really impacted me is a book called The Little Ships. The Little Ships, uh, subtitled The Heroic Rescue at Dunkirk in World War II. It's by Louise Borden, and it's illustrated really beautifully by Michael Foreman. And it's based on a true story. It isn't actually completely true in this in that sense, but it's based on a kind of a compilation of stories. So at the beginning of World War II, all of the uh, British and French and Dutch forces were stranded um, in the little seaport area of Dunkirk in France. And the um, Germans were about to come and basically wipe out the British and European armies, the Allies. And so Winston Churchill set out a cry for help and every ship in the British um, fleet came um, to, to help um, rescue the soldiers who were stranded but then all the fishermen and all the people who even had pleasure boats that could all gather together and they went across and they rescued the soldiers, and they went back and forth and back and forth under bombing and uh, you know being shot from enemy warplanes and putting themselves at incredible risks. And the most of the ships were just battered and bruised and shot through, but no one gave up until every last soldier was rescued. It is the most amazing story, and it's so inspiring. And in the back of the book, so in this book, the author actually went to the reunion of all the people that are still alive who were the rescuers from Dunkirk, and she saw firsthand what they had accomplished. And in the back, she talks about you know the actual history. There were 861 ships in this kind of ragtag armada, it was the largest at the time in naval history. And it was moving the soldiers across the English Channel to Dover and other ports. And um, Winston Churchill, after it had been accomplished, said, We must be very careful not to assign to this deliverance the attributes of a victory. Wars are not won by evacuations. But then he goes on and makes the most beautiful speech. This was June 4th, speaking to Parliament there in Britain. And he said this, We shall fight in the seas and the oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be, 
We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time, the new world, with all of its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and liberation of the old. Now, this was before World War, uh, before America joined World War II, but of course it did. And he was kind of prophesying the eventual entry of America, which turned the tide of the war. One of my favorite movies tells this story, and it's the movie Mrs. Miniver. It stars Greer Garson as Mrs. Miniver, and Winston Churchill later, when he met her, said, so you're the little woman who helped me win this great big war. And it is one of the most inspiring, beautiful movies, and every person in it, Dame Mae Witty, plays this very influential, um, kind of crusty, older, wealthy lady. And um, everyone in the movie is just unique and, and special. And um, I won't ruin the story, but it, it definitely ties in with, with the story of the rescue of the troops from Dunkirk. And then Patricia Polacco wrote a book called The Butterfly. And um, it takes place in France and um, it's a little girl um, living there in occupied France. And she wakes up one night and she sees what she thinks is a ghost. But it's not a ghost. It's a little girl that her mother was secretly hiding in their basement. And the little girl got restless and um, crawled upstairs to meet the other little girl upstairs. Her name is Severine and she's Jewish and she's hiding in Monique's basement as I said and so they begin to play together until they're discovered and their parents just flip out but it's a beautiful beautiful true story um, from Patricia Polacco's background of how her uh, family member um, was part of the French resistance and hid this Jewish family and kept them safe um, it's, a, it's a lovely story, and the illustrations are just beautiful. Do you love books as much as we do at Homeschool Made Simple? If you find yourself wanting to learn more about the great authors and books, I've got the Kitty Lit Class of Your Dreams. In Reading Under the Covers with a Flashlight, Carol Joy Side teaches you about the authors who have stood the test of time. She begins with what she calls the four pillars of literature and then comes forward into the mid-century. This self-paced class comes with three pages of handouts, and after listening to Reading Under the Covers with a Flashlight, you'll be an expert on children's literature. And you'll never wonder where to find the great books again. Visit our online store, homeschoolmadesimple.net forward slash store to get Reading Under the Covers with a Flashlight today. And then um, the last one I want to talk about is um, about World War II, is about a little family in, I believe it's Russia, they're Jewish, and bit by bit, first the father goes over to America while he can still get away, and then he um, sends for his children and his wife, and 
they immigrate to Calif- to um, New York, orig- uh, you know, starting out, and it's this, and it's based again on a true story from Sonia Levitin's family background, and it's called Journey to America, and it's the story of three sisters going to meet their dad, and um, it's it's really a lovely. They start out in Switzerland, and then eventually they go. A- across the ocean so the story is fictionalized but it is there's some similarities from um, Sonia Levitin's uh, family history the other books that she did in the series I don't like as well but I love Journey to America and just you know the idea that the streets were paved with gold and everything was going to be so wonderful but of course as the refugees arrived to very overcrowded conditions slum landlords working in sweatshops um, people who had had comfortable lives in Russia or Poland or wherever they've come from um, America was the land of opportunity but it wasn't quite what they had expected and how the girls adapted and grew through the experience it's a really well-known book and then I want to share um, a few more books that I've been reading recently one is The Man Born to be King The Man Born to be King it was written by C.S. Lewis's dear friend Dorothy Sayers and some of you are familiar with Dorothy Sayers from her Lord Peter Whimsey mysteries. And um, she was one of the first women to graduate from Oxford. She translated Dante in Renaissance Italian, which she taught herself in order to translate Dante. Um, she was a Renaissance woman herself in every way. But she wrote a book that, uh, it's actually a play, The Man Born to be King, and C.S. Lewis used to read it every year during Advent, um, leading up to Christmas. And it's a play um, of basically the life of Christ. And it's done in contemporary language, and like the simple people kind of talk with Cockney accents, and she was way ahead of her time. And if you've enjoyed The Chosen, I can't help but think that the uh, folks that have created The Chosen series were influenced by Dorothy Sears and The Man Born to be King. So it would be a great thing to even perform you know as a family everyone takes parts and reads it out loud you could use it in a lot of different ways but it is a classic and and you and your children I think will really enjoy it another book that I've really been enjoying is a little book I just finished called bells on their toes and the bells is spelled b-e-l-l-e-s bells on their toes and it's written by the children of um, the Galbraiths who wrote Cheaper by the Dozen. The story of their childhood was Cheaper by the Dozen and I don't want to be a spoiler but in Cheaper by the Dozen the dad tragically dies of a heart attack and his wonderful amazingly talented wife takes on his career path. He was um, a systems analyst in terms of efficiency. He helped um, win World War II, creating like in the arms factories and things, um, saving energy so that people were not using wasted motions. He was just a genius of a man. And he worked with his wife. And so after his death, she had 12 children that she had to support and put through college. And it's the true story of their lives without their father 
and how their mother was such an overcomer and such a hard worker and and the joyful lives that they had and the fun and the laughter it's a great book bells on their toes by gilbreth and carrie two of the children wrote it and then another book about uh, a sweet family bells on their toes is based of course on a true story but mama's bank account is not completely based on a true story but it is based again on the author's relatives. And Mama's Bank Account by Catherine Forbes went on to become one of the best-selling books probably in American history. And it became a movie and a, I think, a radio program, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, even a television series. And it was then it was called I Remember Mama. And it's the story of a Scandinavian family. They're Norwegians. And they're living in San Francisco, and they have just a beautiful, loving family. They have an extended family, the aunts, and then their uncle Chris, who's the, quote, head of the family, and he's quite a character and kind of a, oh, kind of a rowdy guy, but a heart of gold. And um, so the mom kind of holds the family together. She's the glue. The father works very hard. The kids are all in school. And so every week when he would get paid, they would gather around the table, the dining room table, and mama would count out the money for the things. Okay, Susie needs shoes. Here's 25 cents for that. We need to pay the butcher. We need to pay the baker. We need to pay the rent, you know, all the different expenses. And she would divide up all the cash in little piles and they would all hold their breath and she would scribble on, you know, a piece of paper with her pencil and erase it and move some money over here and take some money out of that pile. And at the end, she would turn around and she would say, is good. We don't have to go to the bank. And they would all clap each other on the back and smile and they would get through another week. And then as the years wore on and the children got older, finally the truth came out that there was no bank account. But as Mama said, is not good for children to worry. And so she created this sense of security for her kids instead of telling them all of her problems. Instead, she kind of kept it under her you know, cloak and, and was brave and, and was an overcomer and her children as a result never felt the insecurity that they could have felt if they'd really known the details of um, their lives. So, um, I want to close with some really, really special books. These books are in a series that the author Lois Lenski wrote, and they're called, um, I think she called them regional classics, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so I have four here on my table. There are quite a few more, but I'm going to just share about these four because they are representative of different regions in America. So the first one is Judy's Journey, and I love this book. Lois Lenski was an author as well as a very, very gifted illustrator, and she did her homework. When you read a book by Lois Lenski, it's not just a bunch of puff and fluff, but it's she's backed everything in her beautiful stories with research and facts, and she would go and live in these communities that she was writing about, get to know the people. She built lifelong friendships with some of the children that are in 
talk, talked about in, in her regional classics. So this book, Judy's Journey, is about uh, immigrant families um, that, um, that were pickers. They were, they were agricultural workers that traveled all over the country. And um, as a re- because these migrant kids were working in the fields and because their families never stayed put, they very often got very little education, very little security. Um, they never knew, you know, where they're going to go next and how they're going to get there. And a lot of the um, owners of the farms and the fields did not treat them very well. Finally, it came out um, the National Child Labor Committee um, exposed a lot of the tribulation that these precious little children were experiencing. And they were of all races, all ethnicities, and this is a big part of American history, um, how the migrant workers uh, survived and and the hardships that they endured, and really they were heroic. And to this day, without migrant workers, our crops would not be picked. And it's a, it's a very tough life, and we're so grateful for these folks um, serving us and caring for us as a nation so that we can eat. The next one I want to share with you is Boomtown Boy. And this is the story of a little boy growing up in the oil fields of Oklahoma. And it's really interesting and well done and how families are, you know, they're drilling and they're waiting for gushers and they go from complete rags to riches and how it affects them. And some families just lost their minds and lost their bearings. Other families kept their priorities straight. And um, it's it's a fascinating book. And then some of these are really rare, and so I won't tell you how expensive they are if you try and buy them used. But see if your libraries can track some of these books down for you by Lois Lenski. This one is called San Francisco Boy, and it's the story of an Asian child growing up in San Francisco. So when the railroads were being built... Um, many, many Asians, particularly Chinese, came to the San Francisco area and they um, wound up settling there after the railroads were built. And this is a story of a little boy and his family and their Chinese and how, again, assimilating into America and, and into the city of San Francisco. And then the last one, which Lois Lenski won a Newbery Award for, meaning at the time it was the best written book of the year and um, it's a very easy book to find unlike some of these others and it's called Strawberry Girl and it's the story of the Florida crackers who um, are uh, um, growing their agriculture um, people particularly at this point in history and this family grew strawberries for a living and if you've lived in Florida like Barstow and some of the different towns they're like strawberry strawberry capitals to this day and there's still um, lots of strawberry farms and some of the best strawberries you could ever find are grown there in in Florida so just the story of these families how they um, the poverty the suffering um, sometimes they're coming from the dust bowl and trying to make a living um, in other parts like Judy's journey I believe it was that her parents came I think from Oklahoma and um, by the time they got there, they were destitute. And it, it's just 
yeah, they were just at the mercy of, um, you know, the people who own the, the farms, but how they just kept working and never gave up. And the children also worked. And it's, it's great for our kids to be aware of, you know, not everyone is living as, as they're living today. And it, it gives you an appreciation for what we have and also for what people went through um, as our country developed and, and grew. So those are some things that are on my nightstand and um, hope that it gives you um, some rich fodder to, to read into the new year with some of these books. So blessings on you. You've been listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joy Side. If you're looking for more book recommendations to build your family's library, check out our free book list of over 150 titles. We'll help you build your family's library full of great books for everyone in your family, from the littlest baby to your great-grandparents. Check out the free book list through the link in the show notes. Thanks for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. Be sure to join us next time for our 200th episode as we help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings!